0: Hey guys, do you ever come too fast? I'm sure you do because that happens to every guy every now and then, okay? <laughs> Been there, done that. But you don't have to worry about it anymore because I have a solution for you and that's my sponsor Promescence Delay Spray. A One little spray is going to make you last longer in bed without having to worry about lasting longer in bed. You also don't have to worry about it totally numbing you out or transferring to your partner. And for your partner, they have all kinds of goodies, okay? I use their buzzing gel and their warming gel. Those are my personal faves. They also have supplements that are going to make both you and your girl hornier. And today, I got a special treat for you. 15% off your first order. That's 15% off your first order. All you got to do is go to delayspray.com and use my discount code StrictlyAnon 15 That's StrictlyAnon. 15 15 use it at delayspray.com for 15% off your first order today. Or just go to the description below and click on the link and 15% will be automatically applied at checkout. Not only do I recommend Promescent, 2,000 medical professionals recommend Promescent and they back up their products with a 60-day money-back guarantee and your package is gonna arrive discreetly. Thanks Promescent for sponsoring this episode.
1: Welcome to the
0: Strictly Anonymous Podcast Kathy. Hey, welcome to. Sorry, I always sing at the intro. I can't take it. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous podcast with Kathy. If you want to follow the Strictly Anonymous podcast on Instagram or Twitter, make sure to follow me at Strict Anonymous. It's really easy. Just go to Instagram, Twitter, at Strict Anonymous. I also have a YouTube channel. I love YouTube uh, for my show because people comment there on the episodes. We get in all kinds of debates over there because there's a lot of people that come onto YouTube want to trash my callers or give their two cents. And if I disagree with them, I disagree with them. We get in full-blown conversations about the episodes, which I think is super fun. If you're like me and you love a good debate or just want to comment about an episode, go to my youtube channel subscribe for sure and then make sure to comment over there you can find me at strictly anonymous podcast on youtube if you want to be on the show this is a call-in show where people call in remi- well, and tell me their naughty s- secret life stories <laughs> while remaining anonymous it's called strictly anonymous because i change everybody's Names. I don't care if you call me from a fake ass number, block your number. I don't even need to know who my callers are. All I need to know is your real true story. I change everyone's voices. I change your name. If you want to be on the show, send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com, and click on Be on the Show. If you want to leave a naughty secret confession, That's super quick. You don't want to be on the show. I change the voices on my confessions too. You will remain anonymous there as well. You could do that. I have a confessions hotline and you could call that 24 seven. You have four minutes to leave a message. If you need longer, just call in again. I'm going to eventually be putting them all together to make episodes for now. I'm airing those over on my Patreon, so if you want some extra goodies and extra content and you just want to support my show, you could also sign up for my Patreon, patreon.com slash Strictly Anonymous Podcast, but my confessions number is 917, I mean, oops, not 917, it's 347-420-3579, that's 347-420-3579, the link to my Patreon, as well as the confessions number, as well as links to all my social media and everything is in the description. So go there if you want to be not writing all this shit down. <laughs> uh, if you're on a podcast app, make sure to subscribe to my show, write a great review. I love good reviews. Um, that's that. So today I have on Cat and Am's, they have their own podcast called Two Hot Wives together as one word. They're not hot wives in that they sleep with other guys in front of their husbands in that sense, but they do sleep with other guys in front of their husbands because they both happen to be in the lifestyle. And they're very involved in the lifestyle to the point where like most of their friends are all people in the lifestyle. I mean, that's like, it's like, It it has become a big part of their life. They're professional quote unquote swingers, I guess you might want to call them. I don't know. Is that what they call? Is that the proper term? (laughs) Um, That's where they met each other. They became super close friends, all of them. They have slept together. They also sleep with a lot of other people. They talk about what they're into and what they do, as well as a lot of other interesting things about the lifestyle. We talk about cruises. We talk about swingers party. They're here, swingers parties. They're here to like debunk most of the myths of what you think goes down at all these places. They really paint the picture because I was curious, like what is a swingers cruise like is everyone just like fucking like do you walk on board and everyone like drops their drawers and this is like a (laughs) free-for-all or you know what does it really look like and they talk about that because they've been on those they've been on vacations they talk about you know uh swingers resorts and what goes on there and what that's really like and they talk about you know where which one of those places are the best places to dip your foot into the lifestyle if you're thinking about it. And they give a lot of other tips on how to be successful in the lifestyle and opening up your relationship. Now they were on before their first episode gave a lot more of their backstory. So if you want to listen to their first episode after you listen to this one to get even more information on them and hear their backstory. The link to their first episode is also going to be in the description, but this one is a great standalone because they do something else here. Like I said, they give you a lot of information about the lifestyle. You should definitely go check out their podcast. They do a lot of interesting things over there. You get even more information about the lifestyle. They also give each other a sexy homework and then they report back like on things like the squirting, anal sex and all that kind of good stuff. So you're going to want to go check out their first episode with me. You're going to want to check out this episode and then you're going to want to check out their show too because they are, not only are they hot, they're two hot wives. They happen to be lovely. I think they're great Spokeswomen for the lifestyle because you know you might have a picture of what you think people in lifestyle are, and if it was negative, I feel like they 100% would change that picture in your mind. Anyway, I'm gonna be right back on with Kat and Ams. This is the
2: Strictly Anonymous Podcast.
0: Hi, Kat and Ams from the two. Hot wives podcast? Did I just say that wrong, or did a two two hot wives podcast? Right,
1: the um, hot part didn't come out. <laughs> yeah, it looked like it sounded like it dropped.
0: Blank wives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, two hot wives. wives. Two
1: hot wives.
0: Yeah. Now listen, you guys have been on my show before. We're not
1: really hot. Hot
0: wives. You're really hot. Hot wives.
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah. We had a great time. So much fun. <laughs> <laughs> We're not bad looking. No. You,
0: no, and you guys are anonymous like me. I noticed that about you. I mean, I have some videos yeah. of me where I just show my torso on YouTube because how else am I going to do a video because I am anonymous on my show right. and you guys are the same. You show body shots and stuff, but you don't show your face.
2: That's right. right. We're very talented at disguising ourselves. Right. Oh, cute, sexy picture from the back. Turn your head just a little bit more. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, You know, we both have uh, minor children and we just feel like – we're not ashamed of anything we do, but our shit is not their shit. So we don't want to, you know, cause any problems for
0: them. Yeah. No, now I I totally understand that because I'm in that same boat. Now you guys are two hot wives. You're not hot wives as in hot wifing, like that whole scenario. We'll talk about that later because you have an episode on that, but you Mm -hmm. guys are both in the lifestyle. You're both married. You got into the lifestyle later in life, Correct. Mm-hmm. And I have your whole backstory on the first episode. I'll definitely put a link to your first episode in we the description you. of this one so people could get the full backstory there. But why don't you guys introduce yourself and then give a little bit of your backstory so people know who we're talking to? Because it's two women on this call, Kat and Ams, and you kind of sound similar. We do. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm Am, I'm Kat, and we're the two hot
1: My wives. wives. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. We're. <laughs> Um, we are both happily married for close to two decades. Yeah,
2: I mean, more than that. Yeah, a little
1: over 20 years from me and Mr. Cat. And we discovered Lifestyle, which is uh, ethical non-monogamy. You know, the, the opportunity to have um, sexual connections with people who are not our husbands. With everybody knowing and being consenting about it, so lifestyle is a term for that. Ethical non-monogamy, swinging, um, is then you know a term that your listeners might be familiar with. Mm -hmm. Um, We started uh, you know four or five years ago, a little Mm -hmm. bit more for that, right? um, And uh, just found that it was transformative. It made our marriages better. It made our sex lives better, and. I
2: actually think too, since we started the podcast, we have learned so much that we've even gotten better at being in a lifestyle. We've gotten better at ethical non-monogamy and we've made lots of changes from when we first started to what we really,
1: to what we do now. Yeah. Yeah. So after doing it for a while, we had these amazing sexual experiences and there just wasn't sort of space to process them, to give advice to people, to, you know. To girl talk. Yeah. Um, And so we wanted to put a podcast out there where we shared our perspective and our experiences so that like people could learn from our mistakes or people could learn from our successes and just kind of normalize the idea that women um, have the right to have amazing sex on their terms. Exactly.
2: And there were a lot of uh, podcasts out there that are couples. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But we felt like we brought a different perspective being girlfriends Mm -hmm. who just dish dish the you know the
1: details yeah as girlfriends would yeah we, just kind of keep we love men like we love we love, love, love men love men but <laughs> you, if they're in the room yeah. you have a, a very different conversation so we're able to have like really open honest conversations with each other um you know without sort of that male gaze and that's interesting
2: because the first time we tried to um tried to start recording, the guys were there.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: we were like, this isn't working. Yeah, it's not going to work. <laughs> this is not well, going to work. Oh, that is so,
0: interesting.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So from day one, we knew we could not have these conversations with them watching us or yeah. listening. So we, we go off on our own and we have our own little dungeon studio. Yeah. And
0: uh, yeah, we, we do it all our own. All and all do you it. find that, you know, who are your listeners? Do you find that it's mostly women? Is it men and women? it's both. I would say it's predominantly
1: um, married men. men are the first ones to find us. And yeah. then they tell their wives, you need yeah. to check this out. Yeah. But we
2: figure that even, you know, our, our podcast is by women for women, mm-hmm. but we figure if men are listening, it's still for women.
0: Totally. If, if they're
2: going to their partners and sharing what they're learning from us or sharing our podcast directly with them and having them listen, then it's for them too. I mean, it's, Our our main audience is for women, Mm
0: -hmm.
2: but we think that no matter who listens, they benefit. Right.
0: Yeah, for sure. So you got the guys, but like you said, even though even if it's the guy listening, they're married. They're listening because it's maybe just a fantasy or something that they want to bring up to their wife. And you give tips like that on your show.
2: Right. It's like it's like back in the in the
1: what. 80s when guys used to read Cosmopolitan to try to to understand that the um, the complicated female mind. Mm
0: -hmm. Yes. And so you are, you're not hot wives in that sense, but you're in the lifestyle. Now, you know, I figured I'd have you back on to get more specific about the lifestyle, you know, because you guys made a... a a career out of this and now you have your own show I figured let's talk to the experts about the lifestyle and get the skinny from your guys perspective you know on what goes down at the parties and the cruises and you know that kind of stuff sure absolutely we're ready I mean so like swingers (laughs) parties I've heard so much about swingers parties and I mean how do you find the right swinger party for you sure I thought
1: A complicated question to answer because what couples are seeking out is going to be different. Once you sort of decide we're not going to follow the normal conventions of what a marriage is supposed to look like, then you and your partner decide what you're seeking out. And for Mm -hmm. some people, they are seeking out crazy, anonymous, one-time sex. Other people are seeking out um, a closer community. They want to be friends with people that, that they might have a, a sexual relationship with. And then, of course, there's like the polyamory community where they're really looking to make deep, emotional, intimate connections with yeah. people. And it's more like dating a lot of people. So mm-hmm. it runs the gamut. And sure. so
2: we have found that in this larger community that we've sort of built over time, we're everybody is all different shapes and sizes and what we necessarily are attracted to might not be what someone else who comes to one of our parties Mm -hmm. is attracted to, but, but there's always someone else there for them. So it seems like at least in the parties that we have had, it seems like everyone seems to find
1: a match, (laughs) a a lid for every pot. (laughs) That's right. You know, I, I, I guess my recommendation for somebody who wants to check out a swinger party mm-hmm. is know the host and find out from the host what their rules are at the party. Cause we've gone to parties where it's like, it's 10 o'clock let's all get naked and go downstairs. And we've gone to other parties where it's super low pressure. There's lots of no play spaces. Um, you know, that play is super ancillary mm-hmm. to the party itself. So, uh, you know, I, I, I wouldn't go to a house party where I didn't know the host, but people do that all the time. Yeah. Um, If you don't know them, or even if you do, sometimes you don't have a choice,
2: you know, if you're invited by someone who at least knows the host. I mean, I wouldn't go to a a party where I didn't know anybody. Yeah. But I would go to a party where I didn't know the host, as long as I knew the people who were bringing me and they were vouching for Mm -hmm. the couple. And it felt like it, it, you know, you just have to ask a lot of questions of whoever it is who's invited you. Or, or whatever party you're going to go to because you can't always know the host. But I'm I'm with Ams. You know, I, it, it's nice to know what you're getting yourself into before you get there.
1: The other thing I would say is um, be on the same page with your with your spouse, with your partner. If you are going to a party and all you want to do is is watch, assuming that is OK with the host and the vibe of the party. Yeah. Then then stick to that or have a conversation where you've, you've sort of reset expectations if you want to change that. If you think you, you know, want to play, talk with each other about what that would look like and make sure you're on the same page about who you would play with and stuff like condom usage. And and um, you can't make any assumptions when you're deciding the rules for yourself. So you do a lot of talking.
2: Well, and you need to be willing to walk away from yeah. the situation mm-hmm. together so that you can have that conversation because sometimes at parties, there is a place where you can do that. Mm-hmm. And sometimes there's not, and you can't just, you know, occupy the bathroom no, <laughs> for, yeah, for a long no, time, know. you know, because if you need to talk to your spouse about something, yes. you can't, you can't just do it in a room full of people. Mm-hmm. It makes it a little difficult. So, you know, over the, over the years, we've gone to different parties uh, separately and together and we've, figured out the things that we like and the things that we don't particularly like. Yeah. And we've sort of put together our own formula for the parties that we like to have. Yeah, And through building a community, I, I would say, you know, if you're if you're in a situation where you can start to build a community, your own community, yeah, then you the can ultimate. really throw the kind of parties that you want to have. And you can do it as a group, mm-hmm. not just there's one host, but a host that can like delegate some of the, some of the things and you can really make it really amazing and really fun and exactly
1: what you want it to be. And we go into like ridiculous of amount of detail on house parties and the way we throw them. Like we have a model that works really well for us.
0: What is a part? What is one of your swinger parties? Like, Oh my <laughs> God, the amazing. last one was incredible. And actually I think they've gotten better every time. Mm-hmm. The last one was our
2: third party. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, first party we, uh, we, it was really good. Yeah, sure. Um, we had a lot of people come, each party has gotten bigger and bigger, right? But we plan, we plan ahead, we plan for play spaces, we plan for no play spaces, we plan for food, and, and drinks and music and lighting. And, you know, those are the kinds of things that are the little details that really matter, you know, um, making sure there's, linens and, what and you mean, condoms lemons? and lube oh, linens. Wait, wait, wait. Linens, like, oh, for the
0: bed for the bed oh, linens, yeah. linens. like lemons okay yeah lemons yeah no
1: it's that I, I, you know I, it the model that we've developed came yeah. out of going to a bunch of, of house parties where it not that the, the hosts were lovely the the house was lovely the people were great But it just didn't turn me on. Like, I didn't want to have sex Mm -hmm. there. So it's like, what would be the kind of party that that I would would actually say turns me on that I want to have sex? And, you know, our parties have been theme parties because we think that's super fun. And we love playing around with the decorations and the costumes and all of that. Um, We do have multiple play spaces of different sizes. Some are just like one little bed in one little room and others are multiple beds you know in bigger spaces at
2: this last party we had we actually had a little crawl space yes. underneath the stairs yes one little door where only a twin bed would fit in there literally on either side there was no walking it was literally under the, the stairs and it was like a favorite spot a for a lot, lot of a people, lot of like people. Like we had like a little uh oh my God, that's sheer hilarious. kind of a little sheer uh Curtain, Curtain. Mm-hmm. but you could see in, but you couldn't really tell who was in there. And
1: it was like lit. Like a little and... Harry Potter room. Yes. Like, it's a it was crazy. It was tiny little space under the but closet. People loved it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, the key um, for me, for us, is having those no play spaces and having them open the whole party so that people don't, like, they don't feel like they have to go into a space where play is expected. And they feel like they can get away from that when they need it.
2: And they don't have to leave the party just right. because they don't feel like having sex. Big part of our parties is mingling and having fun and just right. talking to everybody. And here we are in these fantastic costumes because I'll tell you, when people come to our parties, they dress yeah. up and
1: Brilliant.
2: it's it's really fun. Yeah. And so we're just, we're just having a good time, regular good time, like a regular party, actually better than a regular party sure. because all the men and women kind of stick together and all talk to each other. You right. know how you go to... Uh, regular party, vanilla party. Yeah. And everybody separates. All yeah, the guys are clicky. in one room so talking about yeah. something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And all the girls are in the other room talking about whatever. And you, you're not you're not all together at these parties. And and any really any swinger parties that we've been to The the couples mingle as couples. Everybody's mm-hmm. in the same room. Everybody's having a good time.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, so the most recent one was Dirty Disney, which that I thought was, was so going to be fun. a little bit creepy, but it turned <laughs> out amazing. The
2: interpretations of all the different characters, the Disney characters was just incredible. Uh-huh. Everybody came in something like totally off the wall having
1: to do with that particular
2: character it was amazing it was so much fun oh yeah and uh
1: we did a back to the 90s theme which was Mm -hmm. fun that was a little more chill than the the rest of it people really Mm -hmm. dug deep into the 90s culture and and found some cool things to
2: to
0: do yeah
1: yeah and the first one was like a heaven like a twist on a heaven and hell party yeah yeah
0: now when you say this one last one was like one of your bigger ones or smaller you know how how many people show up to one of your parties
1: this, this is last sixty one? or seventy people. Yeah, wow. this last one was really
2: big. Yeah, you know, though each party has gotten bigger and uh-huh. bigger because pe- the word gets around and and people want to get invited. And what we've done that I think is really uh, a a good thing is we have pre events that yeah. lead up to the party. So oh. um, the week before the party, we'll have like a meet and greet at a local bar. Uh-huh. It's not a really it's not a really orchestrated kind of thing. Yes. Everybody just shows up um and we mingle and we meet and it's not a sexual event at all sure I mean I'm sure maybe some people go off and do whatever but it's just meant for us to just hang out meet people everybody can talk to each other so you you meet a lot of new people but by the time you get to the party you already know people and then we have the party the night before we have a decorating party
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which is Hugely helpful,
2: yes. Because everybody comes; and helps to decorate, and that I think is really key to getting people to be excited about the theme and I
1: mean, excited about
2: the party. Because they're not going to come to the decorating party and then not show up for the party, right? Yeah.
1: A big part of like what we're trying to build is a sense of community. Mm-hmm. Is um, it's more than sex, you know, for us. And I think swing culture varies; it's not monolithic, just like monogamous culture isn't monolithic. Um, for us. It's really friendship forward and we probably do as much activities that are completely vanilla, non-sexual as we do um, play experiences. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, that's your guy's story. You you do swap. I mean, you were each other's first full swap. Right. But you're also uh, now podcasting yeah. together and you're obviously like great friends and you have this whole yeah. other life outside of that. You happen to have sex sometimes and have these parties, but you do lead a vanilla life with each other as well. Right. Right. Yeah. Except that most of our friends are lifestyle
1: friends at this point.
2: It It's it sort of uh, flipped in that fashion,
1: yeah. yeah. Oh, really? But yeah. but
2: it's still like you said it's still mostly friendship kinds of things like we're having a barbecue and yeah. you know the word will get out this is a kid friendly yeah. bar- barbecue so <laughs> everyone knows you know no sex talk right at this barbecue or Maybe, be very careful at home there are little ones around or you know I've got teenagers and and there's some uh, some folks that have like littler ones so the teenagers will take the littler ones and watch them and we're all having a great time and it's just it's just sort of become our normal. Yeah.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. And so now, so now you don't even, you, most of your friends are in the lifestyle and you're like, you're that involved. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so you know, most of the people that you're
1: talking to us included are somewhat anonymous about their sexual activities. Yeah. And, um, and, and I get that people don't feel comfortable talking about sex. Um, but at some point uh, for us, it felt a little inauthentic to, you know, be so compartmentalized Uh with our sex life and our social life. Right. Um, So we just kind of got more open in that way. And it was a really tough journey and it's still really super scary, but making that switch from being completely anonymous to, to being just more um, oh. open and authentic to yeah. everybody.
2: Cause I remember when we first got into the lifestyle, this is Kat speaking. Yeah. Um, we, we were paranoid about, you know, people finding out who we really were and, yeah. you know, getting to know too much about us. And, um, and, and we, we probably were like that for at least a year. We didn't tell people where we lived and we were just, you know, we were worried. We were we were not sure what this was all about. Yeah. And uh, over time, we've gotten so much more relaxed about that. And we have grown to trust the people that we hang out with because they're trusting us too. Sure. And we've gotten close to them. And, and I, I really feel like none of us would ever hurt each other for anything. And, you know, we all know to be careful. And, and we've,
0: we've kind of just gotten used to that. Yeah. Now, how many times do you see couples? Because you guys now have been doing it for five years, but at one point it was, you know, a new thing to you guys. I mean, Mm -hmm. how many times do you meet new couples coming in and see things go bad as opposed to see things go good? You know, what do you you say to that? Or what has your experience been with newbies yourself? Sure. So in the beginning, you know, when we were newbies, Um, we would see
2: new couples maybe, you know, once a month Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and, uh, and when something goes bad, I mean, at least in my experience, it doesn't go bad. It's just like, Oh, these are such nice people, but "Mm, not really a a sexual fit for us or not really a a fit for us in that way.
1: Um,
2: and so it, it was usually, you know, just a, it was so nice to meet you guys and maybe we'll see you out socially, but we don't think there's a connection there and, you try to be as honest as you can as quickly as possible. Um, But over time, you know, you start to realize that um, you, you, well, you start to find out, you you start to figure out ahead of time kind of what you're looking for and you get you get better and better at at vetting that and, and, and doing the homework ahead of time. Mm -hmm. And then you meet, and there's more of a, more of a possibility there.
1: Right. Yeah, Is your question, how how quickly does a newbie end up like totally exploding and, and <laughs> no, ruining no, their marriage? So like,
0: no, more so because I feel like now you guys are experts and you guys are running oh. the yeah. party. You have the podcast. You guys have been doing this. Yeah. You know, you have it in the bag. So now when you look at other couples coming into this, what do you oh. see that they're doing right? What do you see that they're right. doing wrong? You know what I mean? That kind of stuff. Like, because like yeah. I said, now you guys are like experts.
1: Yeah. Oh, I see. So I I would say you need to be on very strong footing in your marriage. You need Mm -hmm. to be in a really solid place to explore this because the the absolute best and strongest marriages will get tested um, if they start opening up. To other sexual and or intimate experiences
2: yeah right if you think that this is a way to spice up your sex life or to improve your marriage that's that's not the right or to save,
1: save like the it's save not going marriage. to save your marriage um it you w- better have a really strong marriage right. going in. it'll find all the soft spots and push really fucking hard right so
2: um but it it creates great opportunities for conversations that you would never
1: have otherwise and growth and growth. The growth is tremendous. Like it, it, it's like getting forged in steel. And I can honestly say that my marriage is the strongest it's ever been doing this for five years, but it, it was not like a straight right. rocket ship path. There's been some ups and downs and consternation. Mm-hmm. And um, so if somebody is, interested in exploring lifestyle the first thing they need to do is have a conversation between the two of them and figure out you know what is what's our goals uh what are we looking for what are our boundaries and limitations um and just make sure you're going at it as a team well and
2: if you're the one who's interested before you think about mentioning it to your partner think about your relationship where is your relationship is it where it should be Is there, are there things that you should be doing to make your marriage stronger before you ever even think about, about approaching the subject with your spouse? Because if you approach that subject with your spouse and you're not in a really fantastic place already, that's going to feel really threatening. And you're definitely not going to be in a better spot in order to make that go forward. If you ever think of ever getting into the lifestyle, get into your marriage first make that the best that it can be first before you ever even
0: talk about it. Right. And then it could be additive. Like, I mean, you did say, like, it right. can't be the intention, like, oh, we have an issue here. Let's go do this because it'll sh- help us. It, it, it That can't be the intention. The intention for you guys was different, but it wound up to uh, that. It did actually help your marriage and make it so much better. But that wasn't why you did it. You know, what? what was the intention going in? for for
1: yeah, for Mr. Anz and I it was how do we invest in our marriage and have more fun? And you know, we had a friend going through a divorce at the time. We had relatively young kids, super easy. We loved each other, but super easy to take each other for granted. And so we just sat down at a bar and had a conversation about, you know, how can we make sure that when our kids leave, we still want to be together and spend the rest of our lives together. So it it was really intentional in Mm -hmm. that way. And we wanted to have a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, And it has been, it's been tremendous amount of, of fun and, and it can be something that meets the needs of, of the two people in a marriage that are very different. I mean, it, it's not good for solving a problem, yes. but it can be that each um, person within a marriage is getting something very different out of the lifestyle experience, mm-hmm. and that can be wonderful.
0: Oh, interesting. Right, and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, because in a marriage, in monogamous marriage, mm-hmm. we're
2: supposed to be everything to mm-hmm. each other. Yeah. Everything. Yeah, How can we possibly do that all the time? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's very difficult, but when you can... You can branch out a little and and have those other needs met by other people in a fun, consensual, Mm -hmm. open atmosphere. It's incredible. Yeah, it's a lot of fun.
0: Okay, guys, listen, I'm going to interrupt this episode just to tell you some really good news. There is now finally a vibrator made just for you. It's called the Tenuto and it is the only wearable vibrator designed for men with her in mind. That's right. Not only is it going to turn you on while you're wearing it, it's also going to turn your partner on as well. The Tenuto is flexible and it's the first vibrator that's going to adapt to your for a comfortable fit, no matter what your size. There are six perfectly placed motors that are going to vibrate you in all the right places, and it's going to hit your girl's clit like no other sex toy out there. There are also eight preset vibes, 16 intensities, and just like everything else nowadays, of course, there's an app that goes with it. So you can customize your whole experience. Want to get erect and stay erect then get yourself a Tenuto. Go to mysteryvibe.com right now and use my code STRICTLY, 15. You're gonna get 15% off by using my code strictly15. That's mysteryvibe.com. Use my code strictly15 for 15% off, or just go to the description, click on the link, and it's 15% is gonna be automatically applied at checkout. It's super easy. Thanks, Mystery Vibe, for sponsoring my show. And it's not like you guys just dove right into it. I mean, it took a while. Did you guys meet? I forget, did you guys meet very early on? because i know that you were both each other's first full swap and you guys took that slowly both of you separately you we were you didn't dive right into it and do that right away correct
2: well that's not exactly true
0: oh okay um
1: <laughs> mr cat and i had full swap before oh okay they had it was it was new for mr ams and i right and it we were i
0: Probably. don't know
1: 6 months into lifestyle when we met cat and mr Cat and you guys, yeah, more like two or two or
0: two years, two years. So oh, we,
1: were, we had two years on them.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. So you were a little bit farther down the line, right? Mm-hmm. And now swingers cruises. Now, do you guys go on that? Uh-huh. Swing- uh-huh. Tell me about those. Like, what goes down? Is it kind of like a? You know, it's, it's sort of like the swingers parties, too. I think we all think like, oh, people just walk in and drop their drawers and, you know, everyone's like fucking all of a sudden. And someone called in the other day and this woman was telling me a story and I just knew she was so full of shit. Everything about her story is just because <laughs> she was like, oh, we went to a swingers party and, you know, we walked in the door and dropped our drawers. And I'm just like, I, I've never heard of that. Like, it's not how things go down. But I think some people that don't really know what really goes down think that that's what's happening. So like at a swingers cruise, do you walk on and like everyone's just like having some or does it kind of look no. like a regular cruise, smells like a yeah. regular cruise, but it's not really a there regular cruise. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah.
1: So let's level about that these things. on this because, um, and we did um, two awesome episodes on Swinger Cruise mm-hmm. where we go into a high level of detail about yeah. our experience. But these are um, organizations that that charter enormous commercial cruise lines like Royal Caribbean and Carnival and Celebrity, celebrity. Mm-hmm. so and and it, they're manned it's takeover. by the staff of that ship so there are very strict rules about where you can be nude or topless and where, where can't, sex can take where place. sex can take place and where it doesn't because the staff are not lifestyle people so right. they, they're very friendly they're very accepting and non-judgmental and they've
2: all agreed to be there they right. know what the cruise is going to be so right it's not like
1: they're surprised or you
2: know this isn't forced on them mm-hmm. right but we are the best tippers <laughs> I will say oh really
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. So happy. Yeah, oh yeah everybody's drunk and happy.
2: <laughs> (laughs) And we're excited
1: and we are throwing money around like, yeah.
0: Oh my God. That's funny. That makes sense. Like
1: a a regular adult cruise. Mm -hmm. It has everything that you would experience on a regular ship, the shows, the The food, food. the the special restaurants, the shops. But because it's chartered by a lifestyle group, they host a bunch of additional activities that you can participate in. So in terms of like the fun, super sexy stuff, there's playrooms that are, you know, beautifully appointed where people can go. They can play with people that they bring with them. They can play with people that they just meet there. They're monitored. Um, they're safe. There's condoms available everywhere. Um, and then the the pool, if we're not in port, the pool could be nude. And so there oh, were a lot of people just hanging out, being nude at the pool. But there was no sex happening at the pool. It's right. just like conversation with someone who uh, happens to have like a Prince Albert cock,
2: Right. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. Well, and like, there's still a piano bar, you mm-hmm. know, with the cruise singer. Oh yeah. But there's also an area where they're having a BDSM sort of demonstration, demonstration and, and that's kind of cool too. So there's regular cruise things to do and there's very
0: sexy things to do. Yes. But, and the club is fun. And are these huge cruise ships like those big ones you're talking yeah. about? Yeah. So mm-hmm. how so many the people one you have we went on, them? on? Yeah.
2: Yeah, the, the, the one, last one had about 4,500 yes. people. That's right. Wow. It was the biggest.
1: Um, it's the biggest it's event you've ever cruise, been to. Um, I think that had ever happened. It was on one of the Royal Caribbean Oasis class ships, uh-huh. which is the biggest, is the biggest ship. Um, on the ocean. So it uh, because of COVID restrictions, it, it wasn't at full capacity. Um, but yeah, there were 4,500 4, guests there. And not everybody um, participates in sexual activities. It's mm-hmm. not a requirement that you're a swinger. I would say the majority of people are, were open to that. I think anybody who just wants to check it out, that is the place
2: to do it. Because you all of the um, uh, public places, are kind of sex-free. Um, you can be topless, or mm-hmm. you can be fully nude, or you can have your bathing suit all on. There were there were plenty of, uh, of people with their clothes on, yeah. bathing right. suits on. And you can just mix and mingle with people who are just free and happy and open It'll, it would be the most fun cruise you would ever go on. Yeah,
0: Yeah, and you're right. It is good for a newbie or like a, a, someone new or okay, just absolutely. trying to dip their toe because then they're not going to feel like an asshole maybe, you right. know, not being nude, like you said, or not participating because they're, right. they're still nervous, but it's you can feel it out. Yeah. Yep. I'll tell you, if you tell people
2: that you're new, oh my gosh, you are the most popular person at the pool. No way. And everybody right. wants to talk to you. And I don't mean in a creepy way. Yeah, I just yeah. mean that swingers are very welcoming. welcoming. They are the nicest people because they're so happy and they they want you to to be comfortable and they want you to be happy. And you could ask them just about anything and they will tell you. Yeah. And they never, never look to
1: pressure people. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think maybe one of the biggest misconceptions of swing events is that People are going to feel like they're being hunted, like mm-hmm. it's going to be super predatory, or somebody's going to like touch your wife's boobs, or and it, it that could not be further from the truth. Right. In fact, usually it's people who are not lifestyle who don't know what the rules are and who get so like excited yep. and <laughs> like grab your ass and be like, It's my birthday, and I'm like, Get your fucking hand off my ass, I don't care that it's your birthday, right? Um, it, but it's not people who are. Um, well-versed in the community because yeah. they know how important consent is and conversations are.
2: Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, anytime that that's happened to me, it's been someone who doesn't know better. Yeah. And we're pretty nice about letting them know. but <laughs>
0: But you have to, you know, you yeah. know, yeah, I just oh, got a, okay. I had a guy uh, who called in. He was uh, he was highly involved in the lifestyle. And somebody made a comment on Instagram to his thing like, oh, this guy was a creep. He was like a groomer. I'm like, you stop like projecting your stuff onto this guy. He, right. he was the opposite of a creep. You don't absolutely know what goes on. Well, I'm not talking bigger picture here. This is this person's mm-hmm. story. And he was obviously everything was consensual. And he's in this world and you're creating a story that doesn't exist. But I think that a lot of people that, like you said, it's the newbies or even the people looking, uh, you know, from the outside that want to judge. They could put these kinds of scenarios in there. But when it comes down to it, you're here to say, as people who have been in the lifestyle for a very long time, you know, that it's the opposite of what I think some people would think or a lot of people would think. Yeah, absolutely. That there's grooming um, I, and predators there. Oh, God, no. Yeah.
1: No, I, look, I think the first year that people get into the lifestyle, mm-hmm. sometimes there's a high level of enthusiasm and yeah. you just like <laughs> nice want to all it. the different things. <laughs> yeah, um, You haven't learned the rules yet. Yeah. Right? right. There are rules. And yeah, so, so, you know, couples make mistakes. Couples break their own rules with each other and but, you know, then you kind of settle down into your sophomore year and it's, you, you're too cool to like have tears and drama at the house party or whatever. And I, you know, by the time you've done it for a while, I have no interest in trying to convince someone to have sex with me. I don't right. to have sex with me. We don't need cool. To <laughs> Next please. Like it right. doesn't, it, it, there's no pressure um, in most situations or if there is, we avoid those situations. So uh, The vast, vast majority of swing events, nobody, it's almost too hard to line something up because, you know, nobody wants to feel like they're pressuring anyone else.
0: Right. And so you're saying like if somebody was to dip their toes in and go on a cruise or one of these big kinds of events and you put it out there, if anything, you're just going to have people helping you and talking you through it. People that have been there, they're not going to shun you or you're not going to feel uncomfortable.
1: Absolutely. No, they may proposition you at some point and you can just be like, yeah. oh, no thing. Yeah. And that's cool. I mean, it, you you can't participate in lifestyle if you're not comfortable with a certain amount of rejection because mm-hmm. for whatever reason, it's sometimes gonna it's not going to work out. Uh, like Kat and I are pretty hot. We've both gotten rejected before for various reasons. So you have to be okay with that. Um But yeah, sometimes people might ask but there's not going to be any pressure behind it and you're always welcome to say no.
0: Did you, uh, like, did you uh, do any kind of cross promotion with that cruise? Did you, I know that you said you had two episodes where you go really into detail. So, and I'm going to give links to your show and everything so people could go listen to them. I'm wondering because you have a platform now, you know, did you Mm -hmm. like promote it and then get to go on and then did you do episodes from there? Didn't, did you do anything like that with them? Or you should, because you should. (laughs)
2: Well, this was our very first cruise that we'd ever gone on. and oh, okay. we did subsequently set up sort of an, a relationship with the um, one of the agents yeah, one of the agents there. And so we do we do get a little something if someone books using our affiliate code. Yeah. Um, but we we didn't go on with that already in place. Yeah, so we went on
1: just to check it out, give our real opinion, really feel it out and see what we really thought about it. Yeah. So we are going back on a bliss cruise in November of 2022. Mm-hmm. Um, and if, you know, if your listeners are interested in, in joining us, there are still some rooms available. Um, we, I mean, we love to meet people live and and sort of mentor people, but kind of share our experience. So yeah. um, we're happy to, to give you the link to that. It really, like Kat said, we don't like to endorse anything that we don't, fully, fully mm-hmm. believe in. So we've never, um, never like made arrangements for that ahead of time. But we had such a great experience
0: that we cannot wait to go back. Yeah. Yeah. The there's nothing with wrong desires. with that. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that. I yeah. think that that's, that's, per, that's actually perfect, you know, because you're not, like you said, you're not telling your audience about something just to make a buck. You happen to love this and think it's the best experience. You did two episodes on it. You know, you're telling mm-hmm. me about how, great it was, you know, for no other reason than it just Mm -hmm. was that great. So why not partner up with them? You know, there's right.
1: Yeah. You know, it's hard to find information Mm -hmm. about lifestyle events. It's not, um, you know, lots of people won't allow you to advertise what you do. There are social media platforms that are very sort of not sex positive. Um, So I think when we do have positive experiences, sharing that information, just Puts more information out there for you know mm-hmm. people when there's not a lot available. Well, and, and even if you don't want to go on a cruise, there are other
2: opportunities. There's a there's some great resorts. One of which we right. go to uh, a couple times, like a, at least once a year. Desire, yeah. which is oh, in Mexico, which is right. not that expensive, not quite as not nearly as expensive as going yeah. on the big cruise. And that's a fantastic way to get started. Sure.
1: Yeah, vacation is nice because it feels super compartmentalized. If and you, you're away. Yeah, if if you just want to dip your toe in the water, if you are really afraid to meet people in your backyard, which I get for a lot of people that is not, you know, they, they want to keep those worlds really separate. Yeah. So vacation is a great way to explore that. And the nice thing about the cruise, if you – um. It, there's a huge, uh, just diversity on the, yes. the ship, yeah. people of all ages, people of all shapes and sizes, people of all um, ethnicities. And so, uh, you know, sometimes swing culture can be um, g- g- kind Very of like heteronormal. It's super heteronormal and like white um, suburbanites. And so, you know, I loved, that the cruise was a much Much more more diverse diverse. population. Yeah. 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 It's, I think it's getting so much better and, and you know, the, the generation coming up is just so much more tolerant and accepting of, of sexuality. So there's like so many more people who are coming in. Yeah. That's on us. Yeah. (laughs) We're teaching our kids. Oh, that's right. right? (laughs) You're welcome.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Because I think each generation is getting more and more sex positive, more and, uh, more and more accepting of 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 everyone yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah yeah it's it's awesome i think what about does so you brought up desire that's a that's in mexico and that's like a resort right what goes down there is that like you said that that's another place to go if you want to just check out the scene because you don't have to participate is it the same thing like the cruise wars if you like go walk into the hotel it looks like a regular hotel but they have like yeah. separate things going on like what makes it different than a regular resort. What's going down?
1: Sure. So it is a very similar experience to any sort of adults only uh, resort that you would go to. If you go to Sandals, if you go to beach well, not beaches, because that's kids. But <laughs> that um, you know, totally it's, kids, yeah.
2: <laughs> but at this resort, people actually talk
1: to each other. Yes. Right. So people are more friendly. I would say at desire it's maybe between fifty and 75% of the people there would identify as lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So there's a fair number of people who just want to be nude. So the, so the, the big difference is it, there are spaces where you're allowed to be nude, mostly just the pool yeah. um, or the beach. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, people hang out nude and talk to each other and that becomes super normalized, super fast. Um, but in terms of, of play, there's only one space that you're allowed to publicly play, which is a little. Oh, I'm I sorry. There's, there's at two. least
2: two because there's up
1: <laughs> by the there's
2: an area by the hot tub mm-hmm. yeah. where there's there there's beds like cabana around, beds, cabana beds all around the hot tub area, and those are usually fine to have sex there. Yeah.
0: Um
2: However, they don't want you to have sex in the hot tub. Yes,
1: please don't have sex no, in the hot tub. Don't do that. Yeah, um,
2: and you can have sex. There's usually a playroom
1: in the, in yes, the dance. That's area. what I was thinking. But I never see anybody ever in the playroom. Most of the rooms. Most of the play will happen in bedrooms. So it's not in your face at all. Um, if people meet each other and it's you know, it's a very low key sort of Caribbean Mexican type um, resort atmosphere so you get to know people over a couple of days the conversation is really casual and fun and if you make a connection you invite someone up to your room or they invite you up to their room um, so that's where most of the play happens and you can go there and not be lifestyle at all and just enjoy the fantastic conversation right it's the same as the cruise nobody's gonna know what you're doing nobody
2: cares anyway right um, but the pool atmosphere is, is a lot of fun there's there's the playmakers. Who are sort of the staff that kind of get the get the party going? There's there's always music. There's maybe some trivia. It's always sexy trivia, or there's some kind of game that they pull they bring people up to play. It's a lot of fun. It's very sexy. You don't have to participate, or you can. They never call people out and try to get you to come up if you don't if you
1: don't want to. Mm-hmm. It's Just fun. I feel like I did get called out you? For, for a pool game.
2: <laughs> I don't I don't remember if you got pulled out or if you volunteered. You were awesome. It was like the <laughs> cutest thing I've ever seen her do. And I'm not kidding. Whoa, what did she do? I was jumping up and down for her. So she had to do this thing where they had a raft and it was her and two of the playmakers, right? Yes. And they had to they had to position themselves in as many sexual positions as possible in what, a minute?
1: It, you had like 30 seconds. Oh my God. Okay. It was
2: hilarious because they were all closed. So it yes. wasn't anything vulgar about it. And they were jumping into these different positions, and then she would do this cute little look, like boop, boop, doo, kind of, you know, <laughs> like she had this great little smile on her face, and she was having the most fun because she she pause in each position, and then they go to the
1: next one. I think you won. Oh <laughs> that my was god, that's cute. hilarious! It was do. fun. It was, was fun. It was awesome. I mean, when you just kind of like drop your shame, it's really fun to, you know, we talk it's about yourself. sex as play, part, and and I think some people find that super creepy, but. It's, it's fun to like tap into this joyful, um, not self conscious energy. It's funny, because
2: you want to talk creepy. I, sometimes I think about it as being like a five year old,
1: right? Yeah. When you were five,
2: you didn't care what your hair looked like, right? Yeah. You, you mm-hmm. didn't care what you were wearing. You're just running around and having
1: fun. Yeah, right. it's a little bit like that. It, it, it is and or just like the way that you can make friends so easily. And I yeah. watch my kids like, Oh, I, I'm, I have a new best friend today. And that level of connection that kids can make with you. It's similar in the lifestyle. You just, it, you know, click with people and, and it's not always about sex. Sometimes it's about sex and the sex is fucking phenomenal, but it's often just like mm-hmm. we share this, um, these values.
2: If you go up to a group of people they open up the circle to let you in so yeah. that you can talk too. everybody wants to know
0: who you are and what you're about. It's, it's fantastic. Yeah. And do, do you guys, I forget, do you guys play separately or always together? Like if you're, you know, tell me some stories. Like if you guys are at desire or you're on the ship, did you guys, are you at the pool and maybe you see a guy and you're going to go sleep with him, or do you have threesomes or is it always couple swaps? I mean, what do you, how do you guys partake in the festivities? So we're not a package deal.
2: <laughs> so no, no, but separately, each from.
0: of you. Yeah, no, 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 each right. of you separately. Right, like but which... there are,
2: well, I say that because there are couples that mm-hmm. have a couples where the, it's the four of them and it's a package deal.
0: Right, okay, So they only play yeah.
2: as four people together. It's rare, yeah. but it happens. And sometimes people think that that's what we're about. Yeah. Right. And that's not it at all. Mr. Cat and I are our own you know, couple, and they are their own couple. Yeah. Sometimes we play together, just the four of us. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we go and play with a couple by ourselves. Sometimes they go and play with a couple by themselves. What's really awesome, I'm going to say that again because I hit the desk. Yeah, yeah. What's really awesome, what's really awesome is when Ams and Mr. Ams and me and Mr. Kat both meet really sexy couples and we bring them all together.
0: Wow, yeah. so there's that. that been fun. fun. That's right, right. been fun. Yeah.
2: yeah. That's about the biggest sort of orgy grouping orgy. Yeah. You call it an orgy, but for I yeah, think it's, it's, it's a proper orgy. orgy. Yeah, it's a proper orgy, oh, but yeah. that
0: was a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh
2: yeah. So we are all we're free agents. Yeah.
0: Right. But what, no, but I also mean separately, like, so you and your husband, each one of you separately answer this. Do you guys play separately without your husband or is it always you guys together? And, or, I mean, I would assume, I don't know that both of you all, all, you know, you have different rules, right? So I'm just wondering, do you have threesomes? Do you, will you go cat and ams? Will you meet a guy and just go with the guy by himself and your husband's okay with that? Or like, how do you play specifically? all of the above
1: yeah (laughs) Uh, yeah pretty much we Um, have our favorites
2: Mm -hmm. like um but oh mfm threesome. oh mfm threesomes are that's our favorite oh so two guys (laughs) both of you love that the best yeah
1: it's wonderful (laughs) and but you know we have uh, each of us have played separately with Mm -hmm. with um you've had better luck with single guys. Yeah. But like, yeah, it, I have played separately with Mr. Cat. Yeah. I've played, I played separately, separately with, with Mr. Mr. M.
2: I've played separately without Mr. M's or Mr. Cat, Sure. And vice versa. Yeah. yeah. So, but that's a newer thing. Sort yeah. of us all playing separately. Like we, we started out playing separately with each other, right? Uh-huh. Like separate rooms or separate hotels, hotel rooms. Um, and once we got kind of comfortable with that, then we started talking about, well, what if we did you know, what if we played separately with another couple, that Mm -hmm. would be okay. And so it's, it's sort of, you know, it, it like we said, it brings up these conversations where we talk about it. And if we're okay with that, okay, well, let's move in that direction. Then if we go in a direction, and we don't like it, then we say, well, that wasn't the best. Let's not do that again. Yeah. But we've, we've pretty much just taken it step by step, having conversations along the way, making the rules as we go, you know, I don't, I don't particularly want Mr. Cat to just go off all the time with just, You know, random women. Yeah. That's not what's happening. Mm -hmm. You know, it's within our community. It's someone I know. It's someone I like.
1: Yeah. So I think some people, they're only seeking one thing. They really want a unicorn threesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's cool. If that works for both of you, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I would say between the four of us, we have different things that are like our favorite. Yeah. I really like, you know, independent play and mm-hmm. like, you know, romance and nice hotel rooms and all this stuff is like my, you know, one of my absolute favorites, but like Mr. Am's really loves super groupy stuff. And <laughs> if, if we have the right group and that can be awesome and really fun too. So I think if you just kind of take the stakes down a little bit and be like, yeah, it's just sex. And, you know, let's try this. And if it's fun, cool. And if it wasn't fun, all right, let's not do that again. So we've tried a lot of different things and and we're still open to a lot of different things. And
0: mm-hmm. that's what's so interesting about your podcast, right? And this is like the perfect wrap up because I, I want you to explain to people what you do on there because I want them to check out your show because you do have like sexy homework where you guys are yeah. <laughs> trying things yeah. out and then you come on and talk about it, right? Like from squirting to anal play, you have, like, yeah. right? What do yeah. well, you guys and some done?
2: Things- yeah. And some things that, like I had never done, mm-hmm. I've done. I did for the first time in our podcast. Like, but you know, we pick a topic, yeah. and we do two parts. Part one is you know we talk about the topic in detail. We interview a subject matter a subject expert. matter expert, and um, we assign ourselves some sexy homework. Okay, let's try this. Let's yeah. let's see how we can explore this in our own way.
1: And and sometimes it's lifestyle stuff mm-hmm. like threesomes or swinger crews. Sometimes it's just exploring uh, I call it sensual self, but it's like how your own body operates. So we have explored anal play, we have explored squirting in, in the Squirting went on to our season three because of the conversation that we had with you, Kathy, right. you were oh, the right. one who's like, I'm so <laughs> curious about squirting. Yes. Everybody
0: um, is, I think. Yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah. So thank you for that, because it's been a very popular episode. Yeah. yeah. Um, So, you know, it came from this desire to, like, make sure that we are having really phenomenal sex. Because I think once you open up your marriage and you're starting to have sex with people that you don't necessarily love, you don't want to have a bad experience. You don't want to just have vanilla sex with someone else. Right. Right. That's not fun. And women, I think, are not particularly good at knowing what they like Mm -hmm. sexually and then also communicating what they like sexually. Because they're not supposed to. Right. Like, there's, yeah, we have so many mixed messages when it comes to sex. So, the, the reason we set up the podcast this way is to explore a topic that we may, we, we need to have some level of interest in it. Like, I don't think we'll ever do water sports, yeah, for yeah. example, which is like uh, playing with, with urine, yeah. because no. there's no, we like, don't neither one of us have any interest. But mm-hmm. for some of the topics, like impact play, mm-hmm. I think I had a higher level of interest than, than Kat did, but there's some level of curiosity. How do we, set up an experience that is going to be the most positive experience for us. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Um, And we just kind of report back on what was great about it and what was not so great about it.
0: Yeah, that's great. People should go check it out because you have three seasons. Mm -hmm. Um, Sexy homework that you guys have done. They're going to hear a lot more specific stories. I mean, you have a couple episodes on the cruise, right? I mean, did you report back on what went down there and everything? They're going to get a lot more information uh, about that. I think you guys are great. I love what you're doing. I think it's really important. You know, sex positive, quote unquote. I think a lot of people don't know what the fuck that means. But I think you guys... really represent that and you represent like the lifestyle really well Do you know what i mean I, I just think it's so great that here are two females that are coming on you don't you're not you're not you didn't say one dirty thing in this whole episode quote unquote right but, so and that, i did say yeah. anal sex i did say it well
1: and and look if that's disappointing to the listeners come check out all of our hot tails
0: But that's what's so great is that it's, it's, it doesn't have to be like, quote, unquote, dirty. You know, this is, this is what sex positive is. You guys are getting fucked and laid and all that dirty hot stuff. But this is a great representation of that. It's not that's not all that it is. You know what I mean? And I think that that's what's important. That's why your voice is so great. And everyone should check out your podcast. Thank you so much for coming back on. Thank Thank you you so much for having us. I will put links to everything in my description as well as a link to your first episode because people We'll get more information about your backstory there, and then they could go check out everything else there. Anyway, thank you guys. Thanks so much for calling in again. Thanks. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. If you want to follow the show, follow me at Strict Anonymous on Instagram or Twitter. That's at Strict Anonymous. If you are on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. I love YouTube